0: The following is a CSPN Media Podcast presentation.
1: Hello, and welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente. And today, I'm joined by the returning, the Libra icon, Mr. Dwayne. What's going on, bud? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me again. Um, man, thanks for being on. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me. And today, me and Dwayne are joined by, you can find her on Twitter as at Super Sports girl. But we know her here today as Erica. Erica, how are you doing?
2: What's up? Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Erica, tell the people a little bit more about yourself if they didn't hear you on your first appearance so they can become more familiar with you again.
2: Um, yep. Yeah, I'm just Erica. I'm a regular old Chick, I got a kids and a husband, and uh, my husband and I we do uh, a sports radio show on Raya Radio, um, no holds barred sports entertainment show. And uh, I write and talk about food. Um, on I have a Instagram bite by bite jacks, and that's pretty much it.
1: All right, and so y'all, please support, check her out, um, providing a lot of content so in various different mediums, so something for everybody so just a reminder that notice score is a CSPN production you can find this at www.cspn.us you can also find this on stitcher itunes soundcloud and google play you can also find us on any app that you can use to download and listen subscribe to podcast so we'll get right into it NFL of course uh, midway, all, most of the teams have played eight games, so we're at the midpoint of the regular season, and uh, Week 9 was all about fights and suspensions, as first off, we had A.J. Green versus Jalen Ramsey, as the Bengals and Jaguars faced off, and the, uh, I guess, the <laughs> the Bengals won the battle, but the Jaguars won the war, as A.J. Green got the best of Jalen Ramsey in their little dust-up, so... Um, we're gonna start with Dwayne here. What in the world would Jalen Ramsey have done to possess AJ Green to lose his mind? AJ Green, you know, by all accounts, the you know one of the most classy, you know, individuals in the NFL. You know, mild mannered, get along with everybody. Nobody has a bad word for him. So, what <laughs> made him snap?
0: Well, Jalen Ramsey has a reputation as an agitator, and because of that agita- agitating personality, he Got under AJ Green's skin, and it just reminds me of Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson because mm-hmm. Cortland Finnegan has that agitating personality, and Andre Johnson one of the most mild mannered you would never expect him to snap. But uh, for some reason, whatever Jalen did, it just got to it. Just got to AJ, and we saw a side of AJ that we've never seen before. AJ does not play, and so so um the the takedown that he did on Jalen the two takedowns he did those were real good wrestling moves um, I didn't like I wish he would have took the helmet off the beating of the <laughs> the beating of the helmet versus on the uh, like you could have damaged your hand and you need your hands to catch and you are on my fantasy team so I kind of need you so um, yeah but I think just Whatever Jalen said on the field, and I think just the just the fact that he was able to to um, just get un- get in his head because he was holding them to nine yards at the time anyway, mm-hmm. and you know he's already being locked down, he's already being physical with the uh, maybe too physical to AJ's liking. AJ has a lot of respect for the game and his opponents, but I think whatever Jalen did just made him snap. All
1: right, Miss Erica, your thoughts on A.J. Green turning into A.J. Styles in the middle yeah, of that football
2: game? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he has a future in the WWE once he quits football, but he's uh, got under his skin. I mean, Jalen came out and said that he was, <laughs> was calling him soft and weak. He was just out there spitting facts, but um, everybody has somebody that can kind of get them out of their character. Uh, for me, it's Donald Trump, but apparently for uh, – it's just Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I mean, trash talking is been around in the league forever. Uh, sometimes you just can't, you can't hold it anymore. And I, mean, I just don't see it as a big deal, just because. Well, I mean, it's a big deal because he got suspended, right? No, oh, no they nobody said they got suspended yeah, in this game. Yeah, they said no. they weren't. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't view it as too big of a deal. It's just, man, he must have told him Matt Barnes was at his woman's house or something. I don't know what he said, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not good. <laughs> uh,
1: in this game, uh, both of these players got uh, ejected from the game for fighting. Our next situation, though, did um, require a suspension, as we had Mike Evans, blindside, uh, New Orleans Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, as uh, you know, the Saints were. Firmly in control of this game. Another disappointing outing for Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston's on the sideline. Got pulled from the game for halfway bad performance, halfway being injured. And uh, for some reason, he kind of is pointing at the head of Marshawn Lattimore. You know, they're on the Tampa Bay sideline. And then that causes Mike Evans out of nowhere to just blindside Marshawn Lattimore. A big scuffle ensues. So Mike Evans was suspended one game, and the suspension was upheld. So Erica, your thoughts on Mike Evans and just you know, I guess you could say if he just turns around and sees somebody coming at his quarterback, he just reacted. But uh, I blame this on Jameis Winston. Um, what are your thoughts on this situation?
2: You can't do it. I understand the reasoning behind it, as far as you know, you don't want to see your your quarterback uh, treated, you know, in a way that you don't like. I get that. Like, this isn't hockey where fighting is, is, you know, a pass, it's a right to pass. No, you just can't do that. This isn't baseball where you see um, one of your teammates get dinged. So as the pitcher, you are, you know, supposed to just go out and, you know, ding the, uh, the next hitter or whatever. You just, this is football. This is the NFL. And I think if anything has taught us this season uh, in particular is that is put out is very important to those in, in power. So this is something that just can't happen. This can't be a precedent. This can't start anything of that nature. They just you just can't do that. That's all I really can say is you can't do that. I understand why you want to, but you can't do that.
1: All right. Dwayne, your thoughts on uh, Mike Edmonds and Marshawn Lattimore. And just talk about what you feel the lead thought the difference was between the A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they both ended up in the same result, but one merited suspension – and one just married an ejection.
0: Well, at least with AJ and Jalen, it was, they were going at it the whole time. And like you said, this was on Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is on the sideline, supposed to be hurt. And he ends up talking trash. And, you know, it's kind of like, okay, Jameis, what are you doing? You're supposed to be injured, but you on the sideline, almost on the back on the field, talking trash to Lattimore. And Lattimore doesn't even see. Mike Evans coming. It's like a it's like a it was literally a blindside hit. Like he did not mm-hmm. see the dude coming and that was the difference to me because you had at least in the AJ Jalen situation and the 49ers Cardinals situation everything was face to face. This was a blindside attack, a blindside hit. Mike Evans, I don't know if he just saw red because his quarterback was was under under fire or, you know, I getting you stick up for your teammates, you do what you need to do, but you're also hurting your team at the same time and your team's not doing all that great anyway. And, and now James doesn't have his big target. Deshaun Jackson's been non-existent. <laughs> I don't know where Cameron Brain and Adam Humphreys have been. So who's James going to throw to unless he's going to be running for his life? Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, so
1: oh, the that, word on the street from Tampa Bay is they are shutting him down for a
0: few weeks. Oh yeah, a couple of weeks. That's right. And that's and right. now
1: uh, it's going to be Fitzmagic time as Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick is going to Well, take over. interceptions Star- are us. So <laughs> whoever whoever's playing whoever's playing the uh, whoever's playing better.
2: They play the Jets. Ready.
0: Oh, that actually might be in their finger. The, yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow. I don't know. The Jets are pretty good on defense, man.
0: They are, and I think Fitzpatrick might think he's still a Jet and might throw some <laughs> passes to him. So I don't know. I don't know.
1: All right, so, we so we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about a few other teams that we think are pretty good, and I want to get y'all's opinion on who do y'all believe in the most. We have the Eagles, the best team in the league right now, sitting at eight and one. We have the Rams, six and two, and the Vikings, also six and two. So, Erica, I'll pose the question to you first. Out of those three teams, who do you believe in the most?
2: Um, I'm going to believe in the Eagles the most. Uh, this is not necessarily like I don't know. I feel like they've been kind of ramping up slowly a little bit, and so this is kind of like a culmination. But the Rams, I don't know who they are. Honestly, I who are these people? I I think I've watched uh maybe two games with the Rams so far. It's just I don't know. I I believe in the Eagles the most just because uh uh Wentz is I think Wentz is for real. I think we all know that. And uh their defense is finally coming together, so I I pick I pick the Eagles, honestly. I mean, the Rams, I don't know who they are. Uh the Vikings are just getting Bridgewater back. So we're going to have to see how that goes before you can officially, I I feel like you can officially be Team Vikings.
0: All right. Dwayne? All Uh, right. Same question. Okay, so I want to say the Eagles because I've I've been a Carson Wentz fan since North Dakota State, so I knew he was something special there, and I knew Philadelphia, who got that gift from Cleveland. And I think... Him going to Philadelphia was the best thing for him because in Cleveland, careers die there. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, him going to Philadelphia, the Eagles, they got, they don't have, they have a good quarterback. They have plenty of receivers, plenty of running backs. Um, and it's just like a good rotation. So, Doug Peterson's got a good thing going out there. The defense is coming together. Um, you know, you could say they have one of the easier schedules in the NFL, but hey, that's just the way the schedule is. I I know people always be like, Well, they haven't played anybody. Well, you can't change the schedule as the season goes along. So you play who's on the schedule, you win the games. You've only lost one. They're doing really well. Um, I know my dad's side of the family is very happy about that. So but the Rams though, let's the Rams I I will say I believe in them because Sean McVay has made a difference. He is a brilliant offensive mind. He did great things with Kirk Cousins. He's done great things with Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff had Jeff Fisher as a coach for his first seven games of his career. Jeff Fisher is the epitome of mediocrity slash suckage. So <laughs> when you have somebody who's an offensive mind with a young quarterback who was the number one pick, who's supposed to be like the guy, you have somebody that will get things going. I mean, they put up 46 on the Colts. They put up 51 on the Giants. They beat the Cowboys in Dallas. They put 41 on the Rams. So, like, the Rams have had three 40-plus games in half a season under Sean McVay. In the years under Jeff Fisher, they only reached 40 points twice. So, and the defense has always been good. They're even better now with Wade Phillips. So, I want to go ahead and say the Rams and also... The Vikings, Case Keenum, has held the ship down on offense. The defense has been dynamic. They did take out Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Teddy Bridgewater's back, but I can't trust his knee just yet. So we'll just have to see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I was very high on the Vikings during our uh, season preview uh, just because I, I knew that their defense could win them a lot of games if this was to happen where you know Bradford got injured and they had to go to like – Technically their third string quarterback. I'm with everyone else. I believe in the Eagles the most just because they've passed all the tests. But um I would also say don't be fooled by the Rams. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. Um it's just a question of are they gonna be a wild card team or if they're gonna uh, win their division. Um and with Richard Sherman getting injured um this past weekend, this past Thursday night in the in the football game to be out for the season with the Twin Achilles. It maybe gives the Rams that inside track that they'll need now because like you said, uh Dwayne, their passing game, their offense is just dynamic. They lead the league in points, score per game. Todd Gurley's reappeared on the scene along with um, Goff. Um, they got Sammy Watkins, you know, into the mix last week with some deep balls against the Giants. So it seems to be that the Rams are, you know, starting to hit their stride. So, you yeah. know, they're definitely a team to,
0: to be on the lookout for. And then keep in mind, the Rams in two weeks, they got the Vikings in Minnesota. Then they play the Saints at home. And then they got the Eagles two weeks after the Saints. And then right after that, they play the Seahawks. So. We'll
1: see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to a topic that's near and dear to our, uh, guest, Miss Erica's heart. It's Andrew Luck was put on IR for the rest of the season. Um, as everybody knows, Andrew Luck has been battling a bad shoulder, um, arm, neck, I guess, everything included that goes with his throwing arm. <laughs> yeah. That goes with his throwing arm. And, uh, can't believe it's been almost two years since he's actually played in a football game, but that's what we're, we just passed. Uh, The owner of the Colts, the outspoken Jim Irsay says that, you know, it's just a, you know, part of uh, Andrew, just getting his mental mind frame right and trusting himself that he can go play, that there's nothing wrong with him, that everything is just mental at this point. So Miss Erica since you know, you're in this neck of the woods and, you know, you cover this and pay close attention to this. What are your feelings on your organization and the future of Andrew Luck?
2: Um, right now, the colts you know, that uh, mean that everybody uses for dumpster fire, that is really a live look in Indy. It's, it's a complete dumpster fire. For Irsay um, to say that about Andrew Luck, I mean, first of all, that means that you don't believe in your quarterback when he tells you that he's injured when – trained professionals that you've hired tell you the same thing it's not i mean i don't think that now you're just saying that he doesn't want to play the injury is made up in someone's head and then you're saying that they don't want to play but this is the same organization that cut Vontae davis for deciding to have surgery because it was no longer healing he tried that method it didn't work surgery and they cut him it's a complete and um i really honestly headed into this season I didn't expect Andrew Luck to be on the field at any point before week six. Um, So even though it's disappointing that, you know, he got shut down for the whole season, it's, it's not shocking. I mean, there were rumors about him starting to throw, but he just looked bad in practice and expected because your recovery is not throwing. So they were saying that him, his mechanics were so bad he essentially re-injured himself with bad mechanics i don't know i don't know what to say about my organization right now it's just memories that i hold on to of a better time <laughs> as far as the culture because it's, it's just like it's so bad and i don't know when it's going to get better I'll be shopping for a new coach and that means the whole front office needs to go but we just got this GM a year and a half ago so I don't even, I mean, we could draft another quarterback, but we still got to pay Andrew Luck. So if we still pay him and keep him on a roster that eats up so much of the salary, it's, I don't get paid enough to be a fan that has to solve these problems. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so much. It's not even one thing. Andrew Luck is probably like 20% of the problems for the Colts right now.
1: Right, right. Because uh, definitely uh, Chuck Pagano is, you know, dead man walking. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. knows where he's going to be. Jacoby Bursett is kind of like a limbo guy too because, you know, he got the chance to go play and he probably only thought he was going to play for like four or five games and now he's going to get a chance to play out the rest of the season. So this is a good audition tape for him. You know, moving forward, so there's a lot of flux going on. You might not have to draft a quarterback. you might actually have him right there, Erica, instead of drafting them. How do you feel about persette he
2: is he is a good he's a good backup. I think that he would be perfect as a solid backup um having won a Super Bowl, I think now the organization and the fans have certain expectations of making the playoffs consistently, making it to at least the conference championship consistently. Um, And I don't think Jacoby is that person. Now, could it be the, you know, if they got a specialist in to develop him, could it be more possibly, I mean, he's not horrible. I mean, he has very little to work with in the first place. Those situations were more than likely if he went to another team that had better uh, weapons, Look a lot better, but right now it looks like he's a very good
1: backup. Okay, Dwayne, uh, give us a couple of thoughts on the Andrew Luck uh, situation and uh, the Colts organization as a whole.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> just say this. I'm gonna say this. Take down that AFC finalist banner because ever since that AFC finalist banner's been shown, the Colts have not been good. I think I blame the banner uh, at Lucas Old Stadium. <laughs> saying <laughs> that's an AFC finalist. Because, look, <laughs> look at all the bad things. The Colts were right there with the Patriots. They just could not get over that hump because the Patriots are just the Patriots. But the Colts were among the AFC elite. They put the banner up, and now it has been downhill ever since. So, I take the banner There may
2: one be one. some valid... I think there is a might be a little validity to this. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> to I, I, buy into anything at this point. If you were to tell me a seance could fix our team, I'd be like, break out the Ouija board. <laughs>
0: Right. Like, it's just uh, – I just noticed – I've noticed that for the last couple of years because I, I really do like Andrew Luck. I really love his game. I love this at Stanford. Uh, you know, I wanted him in Carolina, but he said he didn't. Well, he wanted to go back to school. Carolina ended up getting Cam Newton. Things have worked out. So, I get it. But I've, I've followed the Colts the last few years um, clo- a lot closer. And, and, and I just seem – it is a – like Erica said, it's a dumpster fire. It's a royal mess. Chris Ballard, the GM, he hasn't really got a chance to bring in his people because one of the things was you got to keep Pagano as a coach. So it's really like you haven't really got a chance to implement your mark on it because you still got the stench of Ryan Grigson in uh. in the front office in the locker room. So until Pagano, like Don said, is a dead man walking, and, you know – Grigson got all these weapons for Andrew Luck except for an offensive line, had him running for his life, getting hammered all these years, and then you don't have that much of a defense, and then your best defensive player is gone now because he did he did what was best for him. Mm-hmm. So like I, Jim Irsay just needs to shut up. He just he's done enough as it is. Um he does enough headlines outside of football. We don't need Jim Merced to comment on your best player who's hurt, who's trying to heal, saying it's in it's in his head. It's just it's really just too much of a mess. I think if Chris Ballard gets a chance to put his guys in, we need to see that before we say, "Hey, get another GM," because GM hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So Erica- I just hope
2: that they. I think if they. I think Jim Irsay is kind of like um, he's in pre- – I think he's kind of in awe of, like, Jerry Jones and how Jerry Jones operates. He always has to have, you know, opinion out there about stuff and just feels like he needs to dip his hand in everything. And that doesn't work well for everybody. It works for Jerry Jones. Jim Irsay is no Jerry Jones, so stop. And it's just like just sit up there, write your checks, um, go do your coke don't drive and, and and just stop like just stop please
1: so the whole organization was being held together by peyton manning tony dungy and the an illegal uh pill prescription huh
2: yep because when good. he was
1: on his when he was doing his drugs he seemed sane and a great owner and things were going smooth and then he got popped, and everybody knows what he does. And now y'all been just in a tailspin. So, hopefully, we can see the Colts rebound and not waste Andrew Luck's talent. It's crazy. The two top picks of 2012 basically out of football, as mm-hmm. you know, Andrew Luck out for the year again, and RG three on the sidelines probably forever now. So, just amazing how you know five years just to tell the two teams and two players, and this point is. You know, and five years ago, just how excited both franchises were to have their, you know, future right here in front of them. So
2: it's all. I mean, with this, I, I just I know that Andrew Luck is a really, you know, down to earth, low key type of person. So thank God. If he had a big ego, the owner saying that about the quarterback, that could that could be a lot worse than what it is. Um, but still, even if you are a down to earth person, like you spend all. The- his money on me and you're going to say this to me about me like i would be highly offended and it's
0: very much so
2: you know saying it's not going to work well when it comes time for contract extensions or if you wanted him to give you a hometown discount maybe to restructure the contract to make room for the salary cap so we can get an offensive line it's going to be bad road the rest of the way
1: Mm -hmm. yep yeah yeah So now we're going to move on to a little week 10 preview. We'll just, you know, run through a few games really fast. Since we have Miss Erica on the show, we'll start with the Steelers coming to visit her Colts. Do you think you can keep them under 40?
2: Yeah, I think we can. Now it sucks because Vontae Davis is not there. He's our best cornerback, and Roethlisberger has been turnover happy this season. So, I mean, it would be great if we could take advantage of that maybe once or twice get you know a turnover or two out of it we may be able to win but you know people in hell won't ice water too so that's a (laughs) (laughs) toss-up so I mean I just I mean I think if Roethlisberger goes in too confident and our our defense can capitalize off of that we can make it a close game I really don't give us a little I mean an honest shot to win but we may be able to get it close if if we can get some turnovers
1: okay Dwayne I'll let you handle the Falcons going down to visit the yes. Cowboys, who are officially, as of recording this, without Zeke Elliott. As right. it was finally upheld and there hasn't been any more um injunctions or anything brought forth by the Players Association. So it looks like the suspension is finally going to take place.
0: Oh my poor fantasy team. Uh well I got Freeman <laughs> on three other teams, so I'll be alright. So uh with that being said, um It's running back by Comedian Dallas. The Falcons have two good running backs that can't seem to get going, Steve Sarkeesian. And so it's really going to be a toss-up. I am going to say that since it is what I like to call Megatron's butthole, um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I'm going to go with the Falcons.
1: All right. Now I'm going to open this one up to both of you guys. We have the Saints versus the Bills. This is the best – you know, cross-conference matchup this week as the Bills have been reeling a little bit, but they're still in the hunt for the playoffs. The Saints are surprising 6-2 as well, leading the NFC South much to Dwayne's dismay. So, Miss Erica, we'll start with you, Saints and Bills. Yuck.
2: um, I would go with the Saints. Um, you know, it's just like a resurgence for them. I think that the as the contract for uh, Drew Brees is starting to wind down, um, I don't know. Maybe they're they just been able to do more um, with some of the acquisitions, and that is starting to finally pay off. Um, I never believe in the Bills. They may start off great, and then they just find a way to sabotage themselves on down the road. So I never believe in the Bills. Just it won't happen. And I hate the Saints, but they're going <laughs> to win.
0: <sighs> All right, Dwayne. Oh, I hate the Saints too. So, but they are not in the dome, which is why I think Buffalo has a better shot. But, like Erica said, the Bills find a way to be the Bills. I mean, mm-hmm. 1999, they haven't even been in the playoffs since in the 2000s yet. It's like, so, but because I'm not a fan of the Saints, I'm going to go the other way. And I'm going to go with the Bills. I want to <laughs> just throw Throw it throwing in a chance. Just give me a chance. I mean, I threw I did that with the Jets, and the Jets won on Thursday. So I would do the same with the Bills.
1: All right. The final game, we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling in to play the Washington football team. Uh, my Washington football team somehow won a game at Seattle. It was shocking. I was literally uh, one play away from walking out of the bar because I was like, oh, I've seen how this is going to play out before. But uh, they actually – flipped the script on me. Kirk Cousins came up big. So, in this game, we'll probably lose at home because we still have, like, half of our offensive linemen out and Minnesota's um, defensive line is a beast. And for some reason, I just got a feeling that uh, uh, McKinsey, I think his name is McKinnick, is just going to do a in for some reason, catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, our linebackers aren't the best in coverage, and I think that's going to get exploited this week. So uh, it'll probably be close, and you know they'll probably win by three, but I think the Redskins come up short. Um, Erica or Dwayne, got any thoughts on Minnesota-Washington?
0: Uh, well, Kirk Cousins, the god, as I like to call him, he's going to do something that you just be like, what were you thinking? So... I'm going to say the defense will carry Minnesota, and they will get the W.
2: Yeah, I'm not believing in the Washington team either, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Yeah, I mean, for every two good things he does, it's one bonehead thing. Uh, His two good, I mean, you know, his goodness was last week, so he's going to be a bonehead this week.
1: Yeah, see, that's see that's what I'll be trying to tell people. They don't understand what I say. You can throw interceptions in the NFL. You can throw lots of interceptions. You just have to throw like four or five touchdowns when you have one of those games. You have to be like Ben Roethlisberger. Throw two touchdown passes with five interceptions against the uh, Jaguars and then turn around like two weeks later and throw five touchdowns with no interceptions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's how it works. Kirk Cousins hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's capable of the interceptions part. You just got to get to the point where throws touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And the fact that Kirk Cousins doesn't do well with teams with winning records, too. So um. uh,
1: I, I have a theory, and this is just as a person who watched old school football and, yeah. you know, everybody used to try to run the ball into the end zone. But when they did throw the ball inside the red zone, they made sure they threw the ball into the end zone because what's the purpose of throwing inside the 20? If you're not throwing it in the end zone, right. and that's where the Washington team and Kirk Cousins especially has to pick it up over the second half of the season. Sure. So just a reminder, this is Know The Score. I am joined by the super sports girl, Miss Erica. I'm also joined by the lever icon, Mr. Dwayne. And we are here on the CSPN letting you know about the weekend sports. So we're gonna shift over to the NBA. We had a big trade as Eric Bledsoe finally got out of Phoenix and he got traded to the up and coming Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, He played his first game uh, last night. That would be Friday night against the San Antonio Spurs on the road. And the Milwaukee Bucks went into San Antonio, who are still without Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard, and got the victory. So, Dwayne, we were talking about this last week, kind of, you know, what it would do for the Bucks. Now we actually got to see it in a small sample size of 48 minutes. And uh, not too bad at the gate.
0: Not bad at all. I mean... The Bucks. They came in four and six. They got the W. I think Eric Bledsoe's in a good place. He's got a good environment. He's got a star next to him in and Giannis, and and I think great things will be happening for Milwaukee. They still got to they still got to get it together because the Pistons are playing very well. They got to take advantage of Cleveland struggling at the moment. So you know, if the Bucks want to make some moves. Now would definitely be the time to make said moves, especially with the East all jammed up together outside of Boston, Detroit, and the Magic.
1: Right, right. Definitely uh, an upgrade in their backcourt and uh, possibly somebody who can, um, you know, add some more assists to their team and a little bit more outside shooting, as that's the one weakness that they still have. They just haven't gotten enough. I guess they're going to try to do it by volume if they can't get one guy, have three or four guys that can make threes, and hopefully that one catches fire. Erica, do you have a, uh, any thoughts on Eric Bledsoe and just the Bucks in general?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, okay, first of all, say that boy's last name. I saw that.
1: On T. Uncumpo.
2: Yep, there it is. That. There- Thank you. <laughs> I won't try, but good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: why I just say Giannis.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw you take that easy road out. I was like, dang! I thought it was gonna try.
0: I, I I thought about it. I was just like, nah, I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that um, Blesso going to the Bucks, and for him, um, just being with more you know star power, young people that you know are finally getting it together, male and just just as a jail uh, as a team. Um, he had seven assists, four rebounds, and 13 points. So, yeah, I think that, you know, definitely a, a, a move in the right direction for the Bucks. I mean, it's, it's starting to make a turn for them. So I wish them the best.
1: All right. Um, we had the uh, annual LeBron James uh, cryptic Instagram tweet meme that seems to come out every season as he – posted the author closed fists with the, you know, caption of just mood. Um, a lot of people are trying to speculate what it meant because it came down kind of around the same time that Eric Bledsoe was announced that he was going to the Bucs. Um, a lot of people may not know that Rich Paul represents Eric Bledsoe. So maybe LeBron thought that might have had a little inside leverage to try to get him over to Cleveland. That might have been the uh, that might have been the reason why. Or Kyrie Irving. Had just secured Boston's ninth win. Kyrie playing well. The Cavs in fighting. Um, you know, continuing. They're not playing so well. So a lot of people might have been saying, you know, maybe he regrets Kyrie not being there. Um, just the infighting. LeBron, what's going on with as as the Cavs turn? I mean, this is like the greatest soap opera in the NBA right now. You got Dwayne Wade calling out the starters from the bench. And then, you know, they win a game, and then, you know, it's all about we and us. So, you know, we got J.R. Smith kind of, you know, having some things to say about, you know, some effort and, you know, tightening things up. So, um, Erica, just what's going on with the Cavs? this just just a bunch of old guys just being ornery because, you know, they're a collection of former All-Stars.
2: Yeah, I think that um, that Instagram, listen, LeBron is friends with Drake. So, you know, being emo is just, that's part of, you know, the friendship contract that they have, I believe personally, I mean, it could have been, that thing could have been related to Savannah taking the last Sprite in the refrigerator. We don't know, you know, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) we have no idea and he's not going to tell you, um, Listen, don't let that distract you from the fact that Kyrie was supposed to be a non motherfucking factor and Kyrie is tearing it up. He, you know, got concussed, got a bloody nose. They still won. They have, um, in the lead, right?
0: Mm-hmm. 11. Yeah. 11 in a row.
2: So, you know, it's like LeBron should be mad because he trotted out them ugly ass shoes, had one good game, and then they're, they, but in the same vein, they have, he has this great game, and then they lose to the Hawks that has one win before that, and they still just lose their – they're not even streaky at this point. They are just bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can't um, – those pieces do not fit well together. As much as LeBron is trying to force it, they do not fit well together. They definitely don't fit well together on defense. So when you get to the playoffs, what are you going to do? Not, this team is not built for a seven-game series. They can barely win two nights in a row, so it's definitely not built for a seven-game series. And they just—they are not good. LeBron is LeBron, but he's not a team builder as much as he wants to believe he is. No.
0: Dwayne, your thoughts on uh, the Cavs? Okay, so this is all I want to do: the Magic, the Nets, the Pelicans, the Knicks the Pacers, the Hawks, and five of those teams, Cleveland on paper should have easily beat mm-hmm. 0-5. So this tells me, and also the team is just LeBron watching. They're not even playing. Like everybody, the games that I've seen, they're LeBron watching. Everybody else, it's just LeBron doing his thing and everybody else is watching. And And with... And nobody, and like I said, like I said with Milwaukee, nobody expected Detroit to be 9-3. Nobody's talking about the Pistons. I mean, even with nobody in Detroit going to their games because they likely have no money because Detroit is broke. <laughs> but they're 9-3. They're 9-3. And, and the Magic are playing well. I mean, I, I've said the Magic on that list, but give Orlando credit. They're 8-4. and four. And so, yeah, it has to be frustrating because you have all these expectations. Biggest star in the world. You got the, the last hurrah reunion between LeBron and Wade, who's pretty much past his prime. Washed. Washed, exactly. And and like Erica said, Boston is balling out. Even when Kyrie Irving took an elbow from his own teammates and the Celtics were down 17, they found a way to keep the streak going 11 straight up to start an 0-2. So it's a mess. Um... We don't know what the Arthur Fist was about. It could have been anything, but the Cavs just suck right now. I said, I said last week, I said maybe we get to the 20-game point. We're eight games for that 20-game point. Unless they went eight in a row in that 20-game stretch, which I don't see them doing, we just got to kind of see how it plays out the rest of the season. I know last year they struggled. They turned it over at the calendar year. But let's just put it in perspective. Right now they have the same record as Brooklyn. And remember, the Celtics gave the Cavs that Brooklyn pick, which was supposed to be on paper, the top pick in the draft. But now the the Cavs pick could even be higher. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't think it'll happen, but the possibility is always there.
1: Right. All right. So real one last thing we'll hit on really quick about the NBA is the process seems to be working in Philly. Um Markel folks, unfortunately is not a part of it as of course he got the curse of the Sixers rookie that actually might need to start being a thing because I mean, like even going back to like Derek Coleman, like every time the Sixers get like a promising rookie, they always got hurt. So, um, but uh, you know, Ben Simmons is, you know, taking over now he's put on the cape and played the point guard and he is just amazing. Um, and you know, Philly is in the mix early in the season. So just how excited are you guys to watch Philly? I think their games are, you know, becoming kind of must see things because especially when Embiid and Simmons are playing together, um, they cause a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, a lot of up and down basketball. So Eric, have you had a chance to see Philly this year and just what do you think about, you know, the process finally working?
2: I have not watched the um, the Seventy Sixers yet. Um, I mean, I'm happy that Ben Simmons is getting together. I definitely enjoyed him um, in college. So I don't know. I mean, full I, the thing about the um, the rookie injury. I I don't know. It's just like you said, it's like a curse or something. But I haven't seen them play. Um, looking at the uh, the conference, I was really surprised <laughs> at where Philadelphia was. Um, just because it's it's been so long, so honestly, I like rooting for the underdog um I am going to reserve really being happy that it's working until halfway through the season, but it seems like they are definitely pulling it together finally,
0: all
1: right, dwayne, um, you know, everybody seems to be on board except for you know that one guy who's like six eleven with a really big afro. Everybody else is, you know,
0: involved in this process. So. Uh, well, he was never involved. He was never into the process from that press conference when he threw that jersey down. So um, <laughs> it's not even a surprise there. But you know, I, you know, Sixes are the same division as the Celtics. I'm supposed to hate them, but there is a Jayhawk in Philly. There is a, and I, and anybody knows me knows I'm a huge Kansas Jayhawks fan. So I always follow my Jayhawks and. Joel Embiid, it's been a tough road. It's been a long road, but he is really playing very well. Ben Simmons is playing very well. Shout out to Robert Covington, HBCU, Tennessee State. He's doing his thing as well. And and so it's just a lot of good things going on. It sucks that the person that started the whole process, say you trust the process, Sam Hinky isn't there to see it. But a lot of the work that he did, It's finally coming to fruition. I know they had to make a move, bring the Colangelo's in to make even more moves because that's what the Colangelo's do. But it's good to see things going well for for Philadelphia basketball. It's been a long time, you know. They've really had only Villanova to root for the last few years, but it's good to see that pro basketball back in Philly, especially with the Eagles doing well. So I don't I don't want to. continue to ramble so I'll leave it at that. All right.
1: Just to let you know that this episode of another score is being brought to you by Amazon, Amazon.com through cspn.us. Go to our website, cspn.us, go down, scroll down to where it says support our sponsors. Click on Amazon and then do your shopping in the Amazon portal as you normally would. A little bit of your purchase will come back to the CSPN and notably know the score so we can keep the podcast free for you each and every week. So, again, that's Amazon.com through CSBN.us. So, our final topic will be college basketball. I'm going to run down the preseason top 10 really fast before we get into the uh, the absurd news that happened in college basketball this week as we have duke once again number one preseason followed by michigan state arizona the jayhawks of kansas kentucky villanova at six wichita state at seven florida at eight the defending reigning national champions the north carolina tar heels at nine and at ten usc southern california trojans so another um season of college basketball is here and in the news we have a ball brother Leangelo ball freshman at ucla and two of his teammates got arrested for shoplifting in china of all places if you want to talk about poor judgment this is like 100 on a 10 scale um more reports are coming out that it's uh surveillance cameras have the boys stealing from high-end stores such as Ferragamo, um, Saint Laurent, also um, Louis Vuitton, and uh, there's one more place. Gucci? Yeah, Gucci, I think. So yeah, so these young men have now been ordered not to be able to go back with the team as they play their game last night, which is Friday night in China. So the team basically is leaving them in China as they have to deal with these legal matters.
2: See, so Erica, this is we, the we, thing.
1: We have an international incident, and Donald Trump is our president. Good luck, LeAngelo Ball. <laughs>
2: See what y'all don't know is this is my Ashy Hotel voice. What y'all don't know is this is lavar balls way of making big baller brand international very true <laughs> that's what this is this
1: International.
2: Is- <laughs> international, national baby you know he gonna walk out with that old man jog you know he got and yeah. uh he gonna be like yeah this prison line you know for the internationally in prison you get to wear the big ball of bread <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> but I mean, honestly, this is the dumbest thing. Um, He was wearing some of these labels during the whole process of his brother getting drafted and all of that. So why are you stealing something that you already have? Black person, you could be in America and you steal from these stores and you would be in deep shit. So why would you go over to another country to do it who is known for having very stringent laws and very stringent punishment?
1: Right. It's like I said, it's it's bad decision on so many levels. Not even, not, you know, very scary because, I mean, you know, if, if it's like they have it on tape of them actually taking the stuff, then of course they're going to try to give them the three years at the least. Three to ten is the actual, you know range of sentences that they could receive. So, Dwayne, kind of, you know, your thoughts on, you know, LeAngelo Ball and his two uh, other teammates and their just lack of judgment.
0: Lack of judgment, so understatement of 2017, this guy is an idiot. I, <laughs> to quote Chris Jericho, he's a stupid idiot. So, yeah. yeah, like, you have these things and you don't need to do things like this because your dad can get them for you. If you really wanted it. He your gave brother you plays a in
1: the NBA. He your can brother,
0: get them for yeah, you. Yeah. Your dad gave you a Ferrari. I did watch Ball in the Family on Facebook. Don't judge me. But <laughs> he gave you a Ferrari before going to school. You did not need to do that. So, yeah. And it's not like he was going to get any true playing time. I mean, he was probably going to be like, what, the eighth guy on the bench? I mean, UCLA is loaded. Um, so, Yeah. And now with the surveillance cameras, it's Godspeed at this point because, you know, this is the definition of life comes at you fast. And mm-hmm. and um, I think he was trying to do it to fit in with the teammates he was with, but that's just boneheaded and stupid. So, like I said, good luck. Good luck, Jello. That's all I got to say.
1: ESPN 30 for 30, LeAngelo Ball locked up abroad because that's. Might be a segment that we actually get in real life. So, good luck to him. Good luck to his other two teammates. I know that's got to be like extra extra scary to be in a foreign country and you know basically maybe being caught red-handed and um, something like this. So, good luck to those guys. Um, Georgia Tech—they're going to be in some hot water as um, you know. You never can tell who's going to turn their back on you when uh, supposedly Josh Pastner's former best friend Ron Bell came out and said, "Yep, yeah, I gave the kids the money." Tarek Jackson, Josh uh, Ogie, excuse me, they won't be able to play. They've been deemed ineligible, so that's uh, hurting Georgia Tech's chances as they were um, looked to be one of the top four teams in the ACC predicted if they could get these two freshmen, but um, that is not going to be the case. So, you know, scandal is still, you know, a big part of college basketball. So hopefully once the games actually start, we can start talking about players and, and teams that, you know, some of this stuff will kind of die down, and it won't be so upfront as it has been towards the start. So, another good season in college basketball. Erica, are you a big into college basketballs? That a, do you have a team that you follow?
2: I do not have a team. Uh, my husband is a tremendous Duke fan, so I end up watching a lot of ACC basketball. But I, I don't have a team, honestly. I just I just watch, and it allows me not to be. Um, I don't go crazy about certain teams. I have the Colts and they are a full plate right now. So <laughs> I don't have a team.
1: Dwayne, really quick. Um, do you feel like Bill Self is going to get over the hump in the tournament? Because we know you guys
0: own the Big 12. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, the thing I want to say about that is uh, death passes and. In- is of course they've always found a way to win the Big Twelve. Um but it's that Elite Eight monster that we have issues with and I think as a result of those said uh, issues, I think with the Final Four being back in San Antonio since Kansas has been San Antonio to win the final four. I think this is a this is a good chance. I uh, look at them uh, TSU Pretty good, Um we'll just have to see how. Kentucky Tuesday—that's going to be a bar test, but we'll see how it goes. I think it's a good chance. I think we get over the hump. It's—it's been overdue. Okay.
1: Um, at this point, we're going to open it up to final thoughts. Um, so, Dwayne, as you saw first, just your final thoughts.
0: I'm sorry.
1: I was just saying, uh, you know, we're getting to the end of the show. So, what, you know, any final thoughts that you would have?
0: Um, uh well, it's been a great one. Shout out to everybody. and um Shout out to North Carolina and T, the alma mater, nine and old this season. And I'll try to, that's all I got. Uh, thank you for all right. all
1: right. Thank you for coming on once again, Miss Erica, your final thoughts.
2: Um, yeah, I just want to wish yeah uh, LeAngelo the best of luck in, um, his uh, work camp, and uh, I hope that, you know, the LeVar Ball shoes are allowed in China for him while he's in prison, and, uh, you know, just I hope the Colts figure it out. That's all I can say.
1: All right. Uh, My final thought is uh, very serious in nature this week. Um, As everybody knows, that's, you know, big on Twitter um, due to some things that came out in connection with the bourbon ball and um, allegations and accusations. Um, Tyler Ball is no longer a part of the CSPN or know the score. Um, his actions, um, very inappropriate, uh, several cases. So we have taken the immediate action. Um, he is no longer affiliated with any of our programming. Um, very unfortunate, but um, his actions um, you know, definitely warranted Our reaction. So, um, just a heartfelt condolence to anyone who was affected by any of his actions, Um, that of Corn as well. Um, Also, another person who unfortunately uh, got a lot of airtime on our network. Um, But, you know, you just never know, um, you know, the people that you're dealing with all the time. So, um, very thankful for the young women who came forward and shed light on the situation so we could you know be better as a podcasting network and particularly here at no score as a podcast so um, just for anybody who may have had any um, questions or um, concerns about what we were going to be doing moving forward we have um, you know taken the actions we deem necessary and uh, we just wish tyler the best in his future endeavors Um, and we you know thank him for his contribution to the network so um, unfortunately, on such a sad note for my guest Erica and hey, my other... Oh thing. yes, yes, sir. Um, yeah, um, I do want to. You
0: know, I do want to say thank you. I do want to say thank you to uh, you know, despite the circumstances. And, uh, I do want to thank for the things you've done for me professionally. Um, I really hate. It. The stuff that he did to everybody as well. I was definitely apologetic for those actions. Me personally, I knew him uh, and I tried to um, calm him down, but it just, it just um, didn't work it out. So I do apologize for him for
1: So like I said, for Dwayne, for our guest Erica, I'm Don DeLaRente. And now, you know the score.